0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 8.07
1: on a Saturday morning 55 degrees right now It is lower than it was when we started the show this morning But still, this is Lawn and Garden I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener I'm here to help you be more successful in your landscape With your lawn, with your trees And to help me this morning, Clint Waltz From the University of Georgia is here to answer questions About lawns and trees and to Take guesses about most anything else (laughs) We'll let him put his guess out there We'll see what he says 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden And Nancy, first in line, joins us from Marietta. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. Hi, Walter. Hi. I would like to ask a
2: question about the suitability of the North Pole arborvitae Uh being used as a substitute for, as a screen, a substitute for the Leyland Cypress. We've gotten rid of the Leylands. We need something else to put in as a screen.
1: Why particularly North Pole and not one of the other a Green Globe or Green Giant Or Emerald Green or one of those
2: Well, it looked to me uh, Just looking on the Proven Winners website That this one Is a smaller size And would do in a small space I see
1: One thing that I note, Nancy, is that North Pole indicates to me That this Arborvitae was bred more for Suitability and growth um, um, Growth suitability I guess is the word in the colder parts of the country, North Pole And I noticed on their website they do say that It's hardy in zones 3 through 7 We're here in Which zone 7 yeah. So oh. one of the things that I think Clint and I were talking off of air about your question And we talked about social media And this may be a place where you can find Through social media more than I can tell you About a particular plant Do you know what next door is, Nancy? No, I'm afraid I don't. Well, you have somewhere in your neighborhood somebody who has de- delineated your neighborhood or your general part of Marietta as a next-door community. And if you go to nextdoor.com, put in your zip code, they'll say, oh, you know, Bobby Smith is in charge of the next-door Marietta community. Ask him to join. And it's you know free to join. You don't get anything to—you don't have to pay anything for it. Once you're a part of the next-door community, then you can start sending questions to your neighbors. That's what you want, somebody who knows what they're talking about. And you can send a question saying, does anybody else have a North Pole arbor variety that's done really well for you? Or one that hasn't done very well for you? Is there some knowledge that I need to know? Because that's where I would get some information that either Clinton or myself would not be able to know every shrub in the world of how well it does in Marietta, how well it does in Fayetteville, how well it does in Valdosta, I understand. The next door could tell you a lot Well,
2: could you recommend an arborvitae for well, this uh, area? Uh,
1: Emerald, green. Emerald green, of course, grows nicely here It does get mm-hmm. real big So that's one of those things you're just going to have to worry about There are other evergreens, though, besides arborvitae What about cryptomeria? Uh, this going to be big, too um, I love cryptomeria
2: But is it a size problem in terms of the screen?
1: There's a dwarf one that only gets about four feet tall. That's not what you want, I don't think.
2: No, I think we need something a little taller. Yeah, But not a leyland, obviously. It was a very poor choice. When we moved into the house, they were there, and they just had to be taken out.
1: One of the things that's going to determine success or failure with any shrub, whether it's North Pole or Leland Cypress or Maple Tree in the front yard, (laughs) is how well it's planted originally. And there are lots and lots and lots of landscape companies who are frankly not doing as good a job as they should Absolutely for planting trees and shrubs. So you should be plan to be there when they plant. Be sure that you see how big and wide the area is as they loosen before they put it in the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, go online, do a little research. You go to my website if you want to, talk about planting shrubs, have some information there. Make mm-hmm. sure it's planted correctly first, and then it's much more likely to be able to handle conditions Zone 7, Zone 8 even, uh, down here.
0: Mm-hmm. The, thing, the thing I think you're doing right there is, horticulturally, you're looking at the right plant in the right place. Yeah. So you want wanting to put the right well, plant yeah. in the right place and be successful. And, and that's that's where it starts right there, is if you choose the wrong plant. So even your North Pole arborvitae, if, if you're stretching the southern boundary in Zone 7, it... While it may survive, it may not be the best plant for for this environment.
2: Uh, Well, that's what I wanted to ask you all about because of the name. It may be too hot here. Yeah,
1: Nancy, another resource for you. Every time I see a screening plant mentioned in a newspaper article or in a a research magazine that I get, I will add it to a list on my website of Mm -hmm. plants for screening. That's all it says, plants for screening. Mm -hmm. And so it has uh, various hollies, various other evergreen, columnar, wide, uh, just gives you lots of choices there. And so you might want to go to my website, just type in screening. One word is all you need, screening. And it will bring you to the webpage. that has a list of probably 50 plants that I know will work in Georgia. Okay, well, that's what I'll do then. Thank you so much. And don't forget, nextdoor.com gets you a lot of information from people that's your neighbors, and they can give you some advice as well. Let's see here. we got Cindy in Peachtree Corners. Hey, Cindy. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How hey, are you? Cindy, I'm
3: all right. What's up? Um, I've got a couple of questions and then also a feedback. Um, uh, about a year ago, you gave me advice on how to propagate hydrangeas cuttings okay. by putting them in a bag of potting soil with little holes in the bag and that actually worked wow yay me (laughs) i was waiting for the part that
1: said and walter not a one of them came up
3: no they did actually a few of them did one survived eventually but um a couple of questions i've got a huge like about a six foot tall trumpet angel trumpet plant in my front yard and over the past couple years it's really bloomed well but this year i got all of one blossom any thoughts on that Be patient I
1: have seen some angel trumpets That are blooming just before frost It seems like the only time they Mm -hmm. bloomed Was like a week before Kirk says the first frost of the year Is coming today Mm -hmm. So don't just cut it down out of spite But wait and see if anything comes on it Other than that They're not heavy, heavy feeders But a little bit of fertilizer in the summer Wouldn't hurt Drought, of course, can damage their buds And bloomability I don't have anything other than that It might work
3: yeah, yeah. In the past, I mean, we never fertilized her. In the past, it's mm-hmm. had 20 or more, but yeah. this year it was only one. Crazy. Yeah. Um, um, also, I've got three different colors of Christmas cactus. One of them is massively huge. It's 35 years old. Um, and the other two are small kind of transplants that I got as gifts. Yeah. N- none of those in the past, oh, I don't know, year, have gotten any new stems on them at all. Hmm. Um I don't know if I need to, I mean, I don't know if I need to do something. I'm getting ready to try to figure out how to get them to blossom again.
1: What about repotting? Um, When's the last time they were repotted into fresh soil? Yeah, fresh soil would be
3: good. <laughs> I heard yeah, that, that, size, that Cindy. Be, I heard that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the oldest one is, what, almost four feet across. So it's a... It that hasn't be, been
1: repotted in, I would say, 15 years. Easily. Yeah, well, I think that it could help a little bit if you uh, change the soil in there. And I know, Cindy, that it's a pain in the patootie to change the soil to repot big plants like Mm. that. So you're going to need Mm -hmm. help more than likely. But Mm -hmm. if you want to try something I call vertical mulching, which is simply Mm -hmm. taking your vacuum cleaner and putting a little bit of tape over the end of a vacuum cleaner nozzle and sucking the soil out of the pot as best you can, In other words, don't worry too much about getting the plant out of the pot. Just get the soil out of the pot using the vacuum cleaner. Get it all Mm. out as best you can, and then replace that soil with new, fresh, good-quality potting soil. And you have at least half of the soil can be sucked out with a vacuum cleaner. And then you Mm -hmm. don't have the trouble of getting that four-foot-wide Christmas cactus all (coughs) over the kitchen floor.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other two, the smaller ones that are, I mean, they're they're in a pot that's about 5 feet. Five inches across, yeah, and they're fairly new, and they've never gotten new buds on—I mean, new stems on them at all.
1: Yeah, it would hurt to repot them as well. I think it'd be a lot easier now than it will be when they're four feet wide in the next few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, new soil. All right, alrighty. Thanks, sir. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Cindy. Appreciates the call. Blake is in Canton, Georgia. We got time for Blake. to will be real quick. Hey, Blake. Good morning.
4: Hey, how are you? Doing all
1: right. What's got? What you got, Mark? Hey,
4: I called you a couple of years ago, where uh, I'm the olive tree guy, and you said good luck and uh, <laughs> hope that works for you because it's uh, so far north it probably wouldn't work. Yeah. But um, so I my my tree's now three years old, and uh, you know it takes a little work in the winter, but it's not bearing any fruit. Mm. And uh, so you know I bought another tree, and uh, I've got that uh, about six feet, eight feet from that one. And uh, you know taking care of them. but what's your suggestion for doing the you know trying to get it to uh, bear some fruit because I, I do fertilize it with uh, uh, fruit spikes, uh, tree fruit spikes and things of that nature in the springtime. Yeah um, just no luck.
1: Do you do you ever see a flower on it, Blake? No. You may be having it, a little it, cold damage because you got to have a flower to make fruit, right? right so it's not flowering that's the first thing i want to see before i worry about fruit why would it not be flowering cold damage perhaps cold damage which variety are you growing blake
4: um you know i'll be honest with you i bought it at a big box store uh just because i saw it and it did have some uh small fruit on it at the time i bought it but i i couldn't tell you the variety um so I don't know, is there a chance that it may be a ornamental type of olive tree? There are
1: I mean, lots. There, of, there are hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of varieties of olives adapted throughout the world. Not only in some parts of Georgia, there are some down in Middle Georgia that are growing just fine. They're harvesting olive oil just great in that middle Georgia. And there's some that just have no ability to adapt to the conditions of that particular part of the world, so they don't do like they should. I would say, Blake, you need to approach this more scientifically. If you want to have fruit, you need to have the variety adapted to Canton, Georgia, not one from the big box store, but get varieties adapted to Canton. And there are some that are, and if you look on my website, just type one word, olive, that's all you need. And I have a couple of pages devoted to people who've grown olives correctly or successfully maybe and have given me some hints and advice. I printed out for you. You can look at it and see if it works for you. But the first thing to think about is what variety works best here, right plant, right place. And in a couple of years, call me up and offer me that big jar of uh, extra virgin olive oil. I'd really appreciate it. Blake, that'd be great for you to bring a little bottle in here. We'd share it with everybody in the studio pretty much. It's so eighteen 18 you WSB. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlantis Morning News on
0: 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk.
1: Day 25, a quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, high of 61, low of 54. So not much change in temperature during the day because it's going to rain all day. That's great. 100% chance of rain all day Saturday. Tomorrow, Sunday, 77 is the high. 57 is the low. 10% chance of rain, though. On Monday, 77 to 61. Again, 67 or 10% chance of rain. Your full weekend forecast comes in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. Paul joins us from Northside Atlanta. Hey, Paul, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? So, Paul, we only have a couple of minutes, but I remember you and I talked about, what, a month or two ago about the Farm Aid concert.
5: Uh, that's right. It's a national concert that is IRS approved, and it's held every year in a different state. And this year we met on September the 21st in Wisconsin, in East Troy, Wisconsin. That's That's near the... The cheese belt a lot of the cheese <laughs> yeah. uh, in the United States is uh, manufactured in wisconsin yeah. but we we had thirty two thousand paying um, uh, paying customers and uh, we we are working with groups in forty four states to monitor legislation, both good or bad, and also provide travel money uh, and uh computer money to uh grassroots groups that are working in 44 states. Yeah,
1: I remember thinking after you and I had that conversation, Paul, that this is a good thing. I talk, talk on the show many times about how important farmers are to both Georgia agriculture, and Georgia economy, but also throughout the country, that farmers are the bedrock of USA, of influence and ability to produce in the world and feed other people in the world as well. So I really appreciated then when you told me about it then. I'm really glad the concert went on real well, too. Paul, thanks so much for calling. That's a great recap. I'm happy, happy, happy that it happened that way. It's 827 at news Talk WSB. In the next half hour, Mickey Gathaway from Pike Nursery will call in. We'll talk to her a little bit about what's going on at Pike this weekend. But I want to talk to Clint Waltz about tall fescue. Fescue right now, I think, is getting right at the perfect time to plant, and he can give us some tips on how to plant fescue. Stay tuned. We'll be back after news.
0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter.
1: It's 8:36 at Newstalk WSB, 55 degrees outside. This is the last 30 minutes of Lawn and Garden. If you have a garden question, 404 872 will get you in real quickly. We'll have a conversation with Mickey Gasaway, and we'll talk to Clint Waltz a little bit about, fine, about tall fescue lawn in just a minute. So let's talk about the Pike Pick of the Weekend first with Mickey Gassaway. Hey, Mickey, good, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Good How morning. are you?
6: I'm fine. What's going on? What's I'm going on?
1: on? It's raining. It's raining. It's a great Don't part. you love it? Yeah,
2: I
6: do. I'm so excited.
1: Matter of fact, I didn't turn on my windshield wipers this morning. I just wanted okay. to see the rain hit my windshield. And I waited, I waited, I waited wait, you know. I
6: couldn't wait any longer. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Me too. But it was—it's it, great. This this is a great time for people to come out because our stores are, the the greenhouses are enclosed, so they can come in and um, you know shop and then be ready for tomorrow to plant it.
1: And one of the things that I don't know that everyone appreciates about Pike Nursery. Is that if you go to some of the, let's, let's call them big box stores Big box stores might have a greenhouse area But they might have 20, maybe 25 varieties of different kinds of plants Whereas pike might have 50 different varieties of different kinds of plants Of your succulents, your house plants, your uh, outdoor um, uh, ground covers and things like that And I but, just think pike has such a large inventory of plants that you can shop So you really, you really are shopping when you go
6: to pike That's exactly right, and especially one particular thing today
1: Because one of the plants that you cannot be a southern gardener without having at least one of them What's on our list for pike picker this weekend?
6: Camellias
1: So camellias are the fabulous evergreen blooming camellias that everybody wants to have One on sale, 20% off all pike nursery locations and you can go by, and some of them are blooming right now. And see what the flower color is going to look like. Open That's the buds right. a little bit and see what the buds look like. Yeah, this is a great weekend for camellias.
6: Well, yeah, we've got we've got a few blooming, but we've got lots of the sasanquas have got buds on them. Yeah, so they're re- really ready to come out. So pretty. It's one called Kanjiro. And the buds are almost open on that. It's really, really, really pretty. And there's another one called October Magic series. It, it, there's just so many new ones now that are just beautiful. And of course, Yuletide. I love Yuletide. Yeah, I course. always love Yuletide. We
1: need to we need to make our listeners aware that there are two kinds of camellias that are commonly grown in Georgia. <laughs> you mentioned one just now, the Sasanqua. Those Sasanqua are the fall bloomers. The fall. It bloom uh-huh. somewhere in October, all the way through December, a little tiny bit in January maybe. And then after yes. that, the japonica uh, camellias come through, and they can bloom anywhere from January on through April. Sometimes different varieties right. bloom at different times. So if you and say the, I the want, a,
6: was, I'm sorry, go okay. ahead. Say
1: if you want something that blooms in the mm-hmm. fall, get us a sakura. If you want something that blooms in the spring, get a get a japonica. That's how you choose sure. camellias.
6: Or you get some of both, and you'll have it bloom in the whole time. Of
1: course, of course, I absolutely.
6: You <laughs> and you know the the japonicas have got the smaller blooms, but there are lots of them. Yeah. And I think the japonicas will take more sun than the the. That's what I have found, um, is that they'll take a little more sun than the japonicas will. Did I say so I meant the cyclas will take more sun than the japonicas will. So I've seen yuletides growing in full sun and done fine. Yeah.
1: I think it's also, uh, when I say that you can shop at Pike, that's the other thing. If you go to a big box store, you might find three different kinds of camellias. If you go to Pike, you might find a dozen different kinds of camellias. You might find six Sasanquas, six japonicas, different colors, different heights, different widths. And so you do get a better selection of all these plants. You get to shop and really decide what's best for your landscape.
6: That's exactly right,
1: and we'll help you. And you'll help it, too. You'll both help in choosing them. You'll help by planting them, because you have the planting program where pike staff can come out for a fee and plant these things, and then they're guaranteed for life after that. That's exactly right. Nothing wrong with that.
6: No, nothing wrong with that at all.
1: So when you plant a camellia, talk a little bit, uh, Mickey, about the basics of making a camellia happy. When you plant a camellia, what do you do?
6: Well, I think... um, Normally, morning sun, afternoon shade, or filtered sun is ideal for all of them. Okay. And make sure they drain well. Um, uh, I, I dig the hole like three to four times as wide, but no deeper than it's growing. I like for it to be on the hard ground at the bottom. Okay. And then, if you're Walter, you squirt <laughs> the the uh, the roots off. I separate my roots, but I have started squirting them off a little bit and it does help. I it does think help you're
1: right. Sort of untangle the roots. in Yes, this direction it going Make sure there's no kinked up roots. They do have kinked up roots sometimes, even pipes. That's right. And it and pipe. it
6: really does. It really does help because you want those roots to get out and get out in that space, get wide. But you don't want them to be. Too, you don't want them to settle down. I don't like to dig deep and then fill in. If you do get it too deep, make sure you stomp it down real good so it doesn't sink down. I'd rather it be a little bit too high than too low. What about fertilizing and mulch? Um, when I first we use a, a root starter, the uh, Dr. Earth uh, Root Zone is a good one to start with. And we've got a camellia um, um, soil, that, uh, azalea camellia soil that's real good to use mm. as an amendment. And it doesn't have any lime in it, and so they like acid soil. So that's a good thing.
1: Camellias on sale. All Pike Nursery locations have camellias on sale today and tomorrow, 20% off. And these are not... Cheap things you buy for four dollars or five dollars. Comedians are usually ten to fifty, or even more than that dollars. And so, it's when you get twenty percent off, that's a big savings. That's a big deal.
6: Yeah, it is a big deal. And they are they're they're beautiful. They they're pretty year round. That's yeah. what that's what we like about them because they, those shiny leaves. So, hope everybody everybody if you live in the south, you've gotta you gotta know how to say it. Sorry,
1: go ahead. And Nikki.
6: How, how do you say it? I say, you say sancle. it right. I have
1: all the sibilants in the world. No, S-sancles. I
6: mean what what the the genus? Oh,
1: the genus, camellia.
6: Camellia. That's yeah. right. That's camellia. how we say it.
1: Camellia. Okay? Camellias of Yankees. Yankees yeah. are camellia. Yeah, We say
6: it, camellia.
1: Yeah. Uh-uh. Any classes coming up?
6: We do. We've got one on fall gardening. Uh, fall, fall. I'm sorry. Fall containers mm-hmm. next week. Okay. And we're going to do one at Peachtree City, one at Swanee, one at West Cobb, and one at Lindbergh. So check your schedule, and you can see I'm going to get to do all those, so that's going to be fun.
1: And so they're not necessarily going to be at every Pike location. No. some For the gardening yeah. class.
6: So go the, and you can see the schedule when it's when. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited, too. It'll be a fun weekend. I hope all your customers come out mm-hmm. there and... Trundle out five or six of those committees, make sure they get the little fertilizer, a little bit of uh, amendment for the soil, and let's go have some pretty, pretty shrubs next year.
6: And be sure and tell your um, cashier yep. it's like fit.
1: Be sure to tell your cashier. Cashiers can't keep up with everything sometimes. <laughs> That's so you right. tell the cashier, say, this they is a pipe pick. This is 20% off, and they can verify that with a manager <laughs> easily enough. And you save a bunch of money and have some pretty shrubs to go with it. You got it. So, Mickey, if we wanted to find where the local closest Pike Nursery location is, where the local closest class is going to be, and any other details we need to know about Pike Nursery, where would we go? pikenursery.com. You got it. Mickey, I look forward to talking to you next Saturday. Me too. See you later. Stop. See you then. 404 750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Diane is in Jefferson, Georgia, and Georgia us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Diane, good morning.
7: Good morning. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask, I was going to redo shrubbery. I moved into a <clears throat> 55 and over community, and I'm not caring for the shrubbery by the house. Yeah. And I had planned to replace everything in the fall, which is my favorite planting time, however, with the dryness. And I know we're going to have more rain, but I'm concerned, Is should I wait until spring, or do you think there will be enough moisture, Show me what you think.
1: Well, you've only how many shrubs do you think you'll be transplanting or planting this um, fall?
7: Well, I'm I'm removing these. I've never seen yeah. anything like these. The fastest growing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I want uh, it's not a huge area, but um, I'm just getting rid of everything except one camellia, and it'd just be a you know a blank palette. Okay. And so I won't. Low maintenance, low growing things. So, how how many shrubs
1: Um, total do you think you're going to be planting? Well,
7: there's currently, I will just tell you, uh, there's five, four of the real big things. Um, So, you know, we're talking, you know, under 10. Okay. I don't know. That being the case,
1: I'm not going to worry about the drought because you have what's called a Hose <laughs> a garden I hose do have stone. a hose, I have
7: a soaker hose Yeah, And mm-hmm. so
1: you can water those plants When you plant them, either with a you know Regular garden hose or a soaker hose Either one, but I wouldn't worry about the drought If you're planting right now, I think now's a fine time To plant, as long as you're not planting A hundred of them or something
7: no, no, Water them no, correctly no, this, is, this is manageable, one other question uh, In that area Why This is there, I don't know, but they have a Camellia, and it's, oh I don't know Four feet, three and a half feet, and it's been pruned very rounded like a ball. Yeah. And I want to move that, um, again, Is uh, would the same apply. If I'm going to move it, I just yeah. listened to her talking about planting. Oh, I amount. would
1: soak the soil around it. And that's, again, soaker hose or water hose one or the other. You need at least 20 gallons and do that two or three days in a row. So you've got the soil underneath that uh, shrub that's just soggy, just soggy, soggy, soggy. And then you can move it to the new place. And you'll find that the roots get real nicely hydrated while you're soaking, and hydrated roots or healthy roots are ones that you know can withstand heat or drought or you know the damage you do when you dig it up. And so, if you can do that, soak them down real good and move it around. I think you're fine.
7: So, so the soil you say 20 yeah, gallons, yeah, soak three the days a row prior to planting. You got it. Correct. You got it. Okay. All right. Well, All very right. good. All right.
1: Nothing to thank it. you. Thanks for thank calling, you. Diane. All right, Clint Walts, let's talk about tall fescue. This is the time, according to all my callers, it is almost time that they <laughs> want to know from Mr. Reeves when is the best time to plant tall fescue. So let's talk to the horse's mouth experts, so when do you plant tall fescue this year? Taking into consideration, drought and rain, all that.
0: Right. Uh, a- excellent question, and, and you're absolutely right. The time of year, and, and we're different this year than we have been in the past. Typically, uh, I would say sometime right around about mid-September, mm-hmm. when we'd be seeding tall fescue or even sodding it. But uh, considering the temperatures we were having in September and October, um, early October, uh, we're really kind of coming into the sweet spot right now. Temperature-wise, re- absolutely. Okay. Uh, temperature-wise, so soil temperature-wise, ambient air temperature-wise. Um, now's the time to, to be thinking about seeding tall fescue, which really gets us 30, 45 days behind where we normally would be in most years. Yeah. But uh, right now is an excellent time to be thinking about if you've got a tall fescue lawn that you need to add some, some seed to to, to, uh, to, to thicken it up, especially after summer temperatures this year where it's kind of thinned out some yeah or if you're looking to put in tall fescue sod and stop sodding a new lawn so either one seeding or sodding now's an excellent time for it
1: tell you what i have two questions for you I see that we're coming up to a break right here but i have two questions for you that i'll let you ponder during the break and then after we get through the question is going to be number one what kind of fescue is best okay and number two well, I just had number two in my mind. and forgot it now. I'll think of number two during the break. You ponder while I Here, You think about together. what's the best kind of <laughs> fescue to plant. It's 848. We'll be back after this.
0: Scott Slade here on your WSB weekend. Enjoy Walter Reeves' lawn and garden and Dave Baker's home fix it this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News team. Meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's morning news. Here's Walter.
1: Quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, the high of 61, low of 54 tonight. 100% chance of rain is raining right now at the studios in WSB. Tomorrow, high of 77, low of 57, but only a 10% chance of rain. But your full weekend forecast is full as well as the week's forecast. Comes up in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. All right, so Clint, Clint Waltz, turf dude from the University of Georgia. First, what is the best fescue to plant?
0: My standard recommendation on that is is what you can find at your big box retail stores or pike nursery. Okay. Um, I, I evaluate an awful lot of tall fescue cultivars through the years, and uh, I tend to make my way around and, and look at the seed tags on most of those. And generally what's being produced and put in our, our retail outlets right now in the state of Georgia do well and have done well in my trials. So I don't recommend individual cultivars because most of them are coming as a blend. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ones that I'm seeing out there on the the, uh, retail shelves are are all ones that have done reasonably well for for me and Griffin.
1: So we could just say blend. Look for the word blend when you got that. Buy it.
0: Very seldom do we see any single cultivars sold anymore. Most of them are blends. So even if you go buy like a bag of Rebel, odds are good that's got three to possibly four different cultivars in that bag. So Rebel is a brand, and it can wind up having different uh, cultivars of tall fescue in it. And historically what I have seen there is generally you'll get a – one I might would grade as an A minus, and then some B pluses. So if you get three cultivars in there of, of a B plus to A minus range, you you've got about as good as you're going to get for the state of Georgia.
1: Let me ask you. You mentioned this tag that shows you which varieties of, of, of fescue are in the bag. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about the tag. The tag tells you what it tells you germination percentage and You'll germination testing and what all.
0: Right. It'll get your uh, which, which cultivar it is or, or variety um, on it, and then uh, seed purity. And uh, there'll be a germ rate on it as well. And fortunately, the ones that are coming out of, and most of those are coming out of Oregon, um, generally those germ rates are 85, 90% or better. So again, very good quality seed we're getting out there.
1: And then quickly, how much seed do you put down?
0: Bare soil, we look to seed at 5 to 6 pounds of seed per 1,000 square foot. Uh, if you're interseeding into an existing stand of tall fescue, generally somewhere around 3 to 4 pounds of seed per 1,000 square foot.
1: Just because <laughs> I bought 25 pounds does not mean I need to put that 25 pounds on an area the size of our living room. No,
0: that'd be a little a little overkill. A
1: little overkill there. Yep. It's been a great Saturday morning. I spend most of the morning with Clint Waltz in the University you for having of Georgia. Me. It's great to have him here to answer questions about lawns. Justin Obey, you did a great job screening calls this morning. Jason Byers, you did a great job getting our music today. I appreciate that as well. Next Saturday morning, of course, I think Ashley will be back again. Jason will be back again. Justin Edens himself might be back again as well. Whoever's back, I will be here. And next Saturday, we'll have another Law and Garden show from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. We'll see you then. Stay tuned for the Home Fix It show.